0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Agency Profit Podcast. I'm very excited today to share a very wholesome story of another agency owner, probably just like you, who went about this process of getting more profitable and just going through the process of looking deeper into the numbers, looking deeper into the business and making changes. We connected. I heard this story and he's gracious enough to come on and take some time just to share this with all of you fellow agency owners in the hope that you'll get something valuable from it. He is the principal and founder of a digital technology firm in New York called Shift Lab. They also have a office in pennsylvania and they've worked with some pretty cool clients like facebook breastcancer.org columbia artists and again he's here today to share his story about how he went from being really a creative that started an agency and transitioning into an agency owner and really driving the business forward so with all that jeremy jackson thanks so much for being on the show today
1: yeah thanks for having me marcel it's you know i'm excited to look back a little bit it's fun we're always kind of facing forward so it's nice to look back and kind of consider this journey in hindsight a little bit.
0: You know, you've been at it for nine years. Like what made you want to start the agency? And and what was the point where you kind of felt like you needed to change the way that you were approaching things because, you know, you were hitting that that first like growth ceiling or plateau for yourself as, you know, a creative starting this business?
1: Yeah, my mindset in creating an agency was really just to. do good work with good people, and I, I honestly always try to remember that and preserve that ethos when we talk about growth and things like that. And it's been nice for us because we we have been able to scale it a bit, right? And and but in order to do that, there are growing pains that come along with it. And and um, I think it, it also boils down to like really figuring out who you are and is is that scalable? Is there even a market for it? Um, but you know. Before we got to all that, it was really just trying to make things with smart people. And, you know, I really have always considered that a great way to make a living. And in starting my own agency, I just wanted a chance to try things my way. Um, And, you know, I think the reason that it worked is that, and the reason why people want to work with us is that this left brain, right brain approach that I and my team bring to digital product development actually has value.
0: So you were the director of technology at another firm before you started your own. Uh, was there kind of a moment when you realized like, yeah, you know, I think it's time for me to try my own thing and really go out and give this a shot?
1: Yeah, there, I mean, there's always been something in me that's been a bit entrepreneurial. Um, I think, you know, the time when I actually decided to start Ship Lab was wise in that I think if I would have done it at any point in my in my career earlier, it probably wouldn't have worked out, I think. Um you know, Method was a company that, you know, was anchored in San Francisco, had an office in, in New York, um, had an office in London and really hired, you know, very smart people and very well-connected people. And, and it was through that that I really got to um, collaborate with designers at a super high level, right? Just uh, like top tier designers. And, and, and I found out that there was a lot of appetite for the way that I approached the work through the work that I did at Method.
0: So you, you leave your previous job, you start your new agency. What were some of the growing pains that you encountered, you know, early on as you learned what it meant to run your own firm? Yeah,
1: well, there were many, (laughs) so, um, I'll try to keep it short. Uh, I don't have a business background, so, you know, I'm a, I'm a creative person who's now running a business. And I think in the agency world, that's a pretty common story. Um, But, you know, in that scenario, you're sort of forced to grow your business acumen as you go. Um, And I found that, you know, in the first one, two, three years, I made some pretty big mistakes in getting uh, deep in project work at the wrong times. And, you know, I did that because I, I enjoy the work, but it was under the guise of staying billable and creating revenue. And as a result, you know, some other things fell by the wayside. So I think our growth in the beginning Totally could have been faster um, had I been minding the business a little bit better and really figuring out what my value was. And, um, you know, I think as as I started really looking at the sustainability of the business and the opportunities for growth, you know, I looked at the way things worked and I just felt like there was too much magic, right? Like a a lot of things that I didn't understand and everything was based on feel and intuition, And, you know, the responsibilities and the cash needs of the business were increasing. And I just wanted to make sure that, you know, what I was doing was repeatable and that there was a clear method to the madness so that, you know, so that I could focus our growth in a sustainable way.
0: So, uh, so, so was there a particular moment when you realized that you needed to take a different approach that what you were doing for those first few years just wasn't going to scale, wasn't going to work long-term?
1: Yeah, I think for me it was just, you know, the idea of of basically figuring out ways to better delegate and and replace myself and, you know, over the years that the burnout kind of mounted and and the responsibilities just kind of increased over time and, you know, it got to the point where, you know, I was like, okay, looking at how I'm spending my days and feeling like I didn't really do anything um, you know, to the best of my ability. And that's when I realized it was kind of time to, to look at the growth model and the team a little bit differently and figure out ways
0: to offload some of those responsibilities and focus on things where I can provide. Real- do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to parakeeto.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. With that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode, and I'll let you get back to it. Value. So fast forward, you made a lot of changes. The the business has had, you know, quite a change in terms of, uh, you know, the performance of it um, on a financial perspective. You guys are more sustainable. You're you're continuing to do great work for clients. What were some of those like really important changes that you made that were responsible for that shift?
1: Right. I mean, I I think um, the first again is just like really looking at my own purpose and value in the business. And and in the early days, you're, you know, the bookkeeper and the, the IT guy, and you're in charge of business development. And, you know, you might even do some janitorial work. So, you know, as, as we grow, you just get stretched thinner and thinner. And for me, you, you know, it sort of happened very slowly and, and I didn't totally realize it until I got a little bit too close to my, to my breaking point. And that led to me, You know, looking for people to replace myself in certain aspects of the business, uh, and ultimately to trust them to do the work. And you know, in all honesty, in just about all cases, they came in and did it better than I did anyway. So, um, you know, that was that was just letting go of some of that, and and doing a better job of delegating was a huge part of it. Um, The second piece was really just thinking strategically about. You know how the business and our service model works at scale, and that involved us asking all kinds of existential questions, like you know, and really figuring out what our positioning is uh, in the in the market, what's unique about our services and processes, what do we think we can do better than everyone, Um, and, and then asking like, what parts about the business do we have that are good? You know, what do we love about our culture, and you know how do we preserve those parts of the business as we grow? And, you know, looking back to kind of the first point a little bit too, is like, how, how does our team scale as we grow? And how do we do that without getting too top heavy? Um, So, I mean, from a strategic point of view and how we position ourselves, we position ourselves as a quality-based business. And that sometimes can be a, a, a pretty tough model in that, like, is that scalable at all? um and if our point of view was yes like how big do we want to be and what are those challenges and when i looked at where we were in our early model it just wasn't scalable at all because we were you know strictly a project-based business and had you know very little interest in retainers and maintenance work and you know there were a lot of ebbs and flows and seasonality that come along with that type of model so you know the way it always works out is, you know, deadlines overlap, or you know, some types of the, times of the year are busier than others, and you know, you wind up with gaps in project assignments, and it, it was really impossible to align things perfectly and, and make the cash flow all line up in a in a predictable way. So, you know, for me, I had to run the business a few years before I even understood that, you know, that was that was an issue that needed to be solved.
0: What advice do you have for an agency owner that might feel like they're in that position that you found yourself in, where you know they they started the business and they've kind of scaled it to a point where you know they're hitting that first kind of plateau and and they need to make that shift?
1: For me, it's like I think what I really had to do, and, and I'll admit that, uh, you know, going from being a creative or a practitioner um over to the business side was a process for me it was it, i wouldn't say that i did it kicking and screaming but it wasn't really a place where i saw myself going um i think that you know as part of that what i really had to do was you know i think it's fair for any agency owner to ask themselves what they want out of the business um and that it's a big question it's like what do you want creatively what do you want personally and anyone who's done it will tell you that you know running an agency is really hard so you have to make sure it's worth it for you, and I think you know even though I've stepped back from delivery a little bit and embraced the the business side of things a little bit more, my job still is to is to provide the best possible service to our clients and to get better at it every day so I mean the best way that I've found that I can do that is to basically be a of service to my team and and to try to operate the business transparently and for me, I find that I find it very fulfilling.
0: Awesome. So, with that, I guess uh, the last question I have, getting really nerdy, is around metrics that are really important to you today, running your business. What are the things that you you know pay attention to very often that are really you consider critical metrics for the business? Um,
1: Some of the things that are really interesting is just just really looking at, at individual projects and seeing what types of work perform the best, and if you can get those, you know, if that if the projects that perform the best are the ones that you enjoy doing. And in our case, a lot of times that's the way it shakes out. That's great. Um, And if they're not, then, you know, maybe we need to look at modifying our process or the way that we look at those types of projects, or maybe we don't go after them at all. So um, those are the things that we, you know, end of every week, we run those reports and look at them and have conversations around what we think they mean.
0: Any final words of advice for uh, the agency owners out there that are listening and uh, feel like they are kind of stuck in, and need to break through this, this plateau, which for most of them is probably the same for you. Usually that's right around that 12 ish, give or take people on the team, right? When you, as like a single owner, just can't really get a grip on the whole team anymore.
1: Yeah. I, I did some brainstorming a few years ago where I was just like, okay, if we're going to, if we're going to scale this thing and we're going to grow, what are this, what do the teams look like? Uh, In the first couple of years, I always had these magic numbers where I was like, okay, if we get to six, if we get to eight, we're going to be able to do things just the way we want to do them. And then, you know, you get there and you're like, okay, no, not yet. Um, So for me, it was really figuring out what worked. And um, let's say, you know, we have this model where it's like, you know, two or three developer team is is what we would consider a normal size team. So we'd have a lead and... Two developers underneath them and a project manager and we started running scenarios where we were you know, okay if we grew to this much revenue how much would our team need to grow to support that revenue um so we started brainstorming you know uh, team sizes and things like that and and started getting to a place where we were not having to look at things in hindsight so much where you're like okay well things didn't go the way that we had planned Um, And you're kind of looking back and retroactively trying to figure out where you went wrong. Instead, we're able to kind of look forward a little bit and be a bit more proactive in how we make decisions. And, um, you know, that to me is just like it kind of trickles through everything that we do. We're a little bit more proactive in how we plan projects or do estimates. We're a little bit more proactive in recruiting and, and trying to start making hires before we absolutely need them. So it it really has kind of shifted the culture and the thinking in the, in the business in a, in a lot more ways than just performance.
0: And with all of that, Jeremy, can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on sharing your story and adding some value to our audience. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Marcel. It's great having you, man. Cheers. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast, I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. And it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability if you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at Paracuta.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener and we will see you on the next episode.